This is the TJ Show. I'm so grateful that we have our friend Scotty. He's a workout influencer. I guess you can call him like a gym influencer. <laughs> and the guy just works out nonstop, at least two times a day. And he posts a video every day that makes us feel bad that we're not at the gym. <laughs> and, you know, it's Monday. So, of course, there's a Monday video. All righty, it is Monday. Let's do this. Okay, so, did you know that running three miles and running three miles is not the same thing? Did you hear that, J-Bo? Are, are running you taking three it? miles and running three miles is not the same thing? Not the same thing. Oh, look, Scotty's here now. No, J-Bo, running three miles and running three miles is not the same thing. <laughs> well, let's find it out why. the same thing to me. What? What's he talking about? I'm going to tell you. Here's the thing. According to research, it's finding that running outdoors, outdoors, is better than running indoors for calorie burn. Here's the reason why. Oh. You'll hit wind, wind resistance. So because of wind resistance outside, it's a harder workout. Uneven ground. You're going to go up inclines. Ah, see, that makes okay. sense. All right. You're right, Scotty. But you can make inclines on treadmills. Yeah, well, Scotty says it's better to be outside. Do you know that benching 300 pounds and benching 300 pounds is not the same thing? Really, that too? Well, imagine you're doing a workout on the moon. According to NASA, gravity is significantly less on the moon than it is here on Earth. Jabo, that makes sense. Makes sense if you're on the moon, yeah. He always has these really interesting tips and then lets us know where they came from. Well, but how the heck would I get to the moon, Scotty? TJ, even you can bench 300 pounds on the moon. I'll throw you up there. Look at my arms. Oh, yeah. They are pretty swole. Yeah. All that he, protein he takes. He probably could throw me up there he, to the moon because his, his arms are huge. Downing, or down inclines, up, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think anyone knows what he's saying. <laughs> it's not the same. You're not on a level ground. Whereas when you're indoors on a treadmill, it's pretty flat, even if you have an incline set. So It sounds like he's about to pass out. Like, I'm nervous. You're not supposed <laughs> not to do breathing well. Yeah, heavy workouts and, like, teaching, they don't go together. Yes, you are, TJ. It's Monday. Let's do this. <laughs> no, it's too much. I think you're doing too much, Scotty. Nah, I run all the time, TJ. I run indoors. I run outdoors. I run through doors. Through, through doors. doors? Yeah, you ever go to the gym and the door's locked? Nothing stops me from getting my pump on. I run right through that door. You run That's through impressive. the door when they lock yeah. people. Wow, you, that is incredible strength. That's like cartoon strength. That is very much cartoon strength. If you can't run outdoors, if you can't, running indoors is better than not running at all. Anyway, that's it. Sun's out. Gun's out. Wait a minute, what happened? He with passed the out. That's what yeah. happened. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's out. You didn't finish it there? Gun's out. <laughs> you gotta finish you hit record when you're done talking <laughs> well scotty we always appreciate you swinging by i always feel inspired to lift and get in shape tj what did you do this weekend what did you eat this weekend what did I eat? All up in your business. I don't know. I mean, I was at. I'm glad a... he didn't ask me because I had donuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't tell him. <laughs> you didn't hear me. I had. Uh, well, I was at a wedding, so I had some cake, and they actually they serve salmon there. Okay. A piece of salmon with some potatoes and carrots. Was that your only protein, TJ? Yeah, on, There's uh, eggs and cake. That's uh, protein. And Saturday, maybe. Yeah. No excuses, TJ. I'd eat your dog before you went to that wedding. You gotta get that protein in by any means necessary. Eating dogs is the line. I don't uh, know about that. Well, <laughs> 
you're saying my pet that I've had for years just to get extra protein? If that's what it takes to get more protein in your belly, you got to do it. Get that pump on. Okay. Well, Scotty, listen. You know, I think there's a balance. We, we should work on some balance because I don't want to eat my dog. No, not every influence should be followed. <laughs> right, that's right. Great point, Jay. Scotty, great to see you again. <laughs> this is the TJ Show. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I keep finding myself, like, talking to myself in a way. I mutter to myself, I can't believe the world that we're in. Oh, I'm like, I talk to myself all the time, and I answer myself. Do you, are you asking the same question? Oh, I can't believe the world we're in? Yeah, but at the same time, we're people and we're flawed, and it's like, people are going to people. Well, there's a movie that came out years ago with Joaquin Phoenix, and I believe it was called Her. Mm-hmm. And he falls in love with an operating system. Yeah. So he's got, uh, it's the voice of Scarlett Johansson. And I remember when I saw that movie, it was basically like an AI bot. Yeah. And he like takes her on dates and he's carrying around his phone and swinging her around at a carnival, just his phone. (laughs) And I saw that at that time and I thought, wow, that's a really creative idea. Enough that I wanted to see the movie. And I left thinking like, how silly, That, that would never happen. And we're seeing now more and more that this is becoming a reality, that people are starting to date AI chatbots. And this headline is frightening. It says, The rise of AI girlfriends is making male loneliness worse and risks ruining a generation of men. This is according to a professor saying that AI virtual companions have been on the rise since the pandemic specifically. But recent developments in generative AI have put them in the spotlight. And apparently after 2022, they're seeing a 35% increase in these relationships. And it's just kind of hard to understand. And I guess you could make the same case for a woman. Like if Jabo all of a sudden wanted to get an AI chatbot dude. But it seems like guys are more drawn to this according <laughs> right. to the data. Right. Aren't you grateful you have a girlfriend, Kenny? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it, bro. <laughs> yes. Can you relate to this at all? Because you were desperate for a long time, much like I was. Well, I think the thing that frightens me about it is I think about myself in high school and the perception I had of myself at that time and the loneliness that I felt because I would ask out girls and they would say no. And it was because I was a weird person. You know, like, of course, I get it. If I were them, I'd probably say no, too. I had a lot of growing to do. In that time, I think there's this danger of experimenting with something like this. Right. And then you get hooked. Well, maybe, yeah. And then it's like, well, then you don't even know how through, maybe you're so afraid of failure or so afraid of that rejection. Like for me, it just made me want to figure out how to get someone to say yes. But what if you have, you've got this as a backup plan and now all of a sudden you have an AI chatbot and you're so afraid to ever attempt to interact with a real human being. And to have like an AI girlfriend or boyfriend, you don't have to deal with someone challenging you or somebody telling you to grow or telling you no or giving their opinion. So it can be a little easy to go AI instead of actually interacting with a real person. You know, I've heard so many successful people talk about never having a plan B. If you want to get to your dream of whatever your career is supposed to be, you shouldn't have a plan B because you'll end up falling back on that plan B. I think this is kind of what you're describing with an AI girlfriend. It's your plan B and it's Mm. easy to fall back on it. And it just makes the loneliness problem worse. Well, all I can tell you is my perception of myself for a very long time was that I would never find someone who would want to date me. And then it turned into, I would never find someone who would want to marry me. And I believed this stuff. And it wasn't true. 
but I believed it. And the that, lies in your head. That was my reality, and I yeah. was believing those lies. I just want to stand here and tell you, if I could find someone who I'm in a marriage with and I love my life with and love my family with, there's hope for anyone. I always tell people, if you don't believe in miracles, just go look at a picture of me standing next to my <laughs> wife. And she actually, she stays with me. So like that is a miracle. And so if I can do it, you can do it. And you know, I'm, I'm nothing special. I just am so grateful that I, ha- I fi- eventually through a long fight of awkwardness and weirdness, I eventually got out of that and we mature. Tell me, what do you think is worse? Because I saw this video popped up on my Instagram. Dating an AI girlfriend or dating a pool inflatable? Because I saw this video on Instagram of this guy who's in a relationship with five or six pool inflatables that he keeps in his house. I would put them both in the same category. Okay. Yeah, that's been happening for a very long time. They're both loneliness. It, it, they both tap into this thing inside of us that we want to be loved, we want to be seen by somebody, and we feel lonely. So, if, like TJ said, he went through years of like wanting to be with somebody and he found someone who sees the amazingness in him. You're going to find that person too if you're dealing with that loneliness as well. And, J-Bow, and it's for, not AI. Right. From a female perspective, perspective you went through a season where you didn't know what your future was going to look like of course. and you you've shared that you've sort of like you abandoned the idea of maybe you're not supposed to be with someone all these thoughts yeah, came into your I head I was super cool with being single I was single for a long time and then I was at the point where I was like oh man I'm cool if I never get married and honestly like the fact that my husband and I our paths cross. I mean, I can only give that. I mean, I say that's that's a divine intervention. Yeah. That's something that I didn't go looking for. That that came looking for me, and so I embrace it. But in my loneliness, it gave me time to learn who I was, the things that I like to do. I traveled. It, it's not like this despair thing to be to be by yourself, right? Because you can be by yourself and not be lonely. Lonely is isolation. Mm. But you can be by yourself and still embrace the really cool things in your life, like your friends and your family, and go out and do things. There's not loneliness there. You can get connection through people. Isolation creates the loneliness. When you start AI girlfriends, inflatable girlfriends or boyfriends, and just keeping to yourself and not bothering to reach out to people, that's where the loneliness comes in. And there is someone for you. There is. There's someone out there for you. And when you find them- If you them, want that. Yeah, yeah. Let us know when you find them. Yeah. We'll celebrate with you. Last night, I'm getting ready to put my eight-year-old to bed, and she asked me a very unusual question. I'm going to share this with you now. (laughs) Hey, Charlie, what's your question for me? Can I talk with Kenny about Survivor? So, my daughter has started watching the reality TV show Survivor. You're letting her watch it? No, I I didn't really have much to do with this. My in-laws let her watch it because they've got a big TV with a lot of shows on it. And they've got some fans of Survivor there. And so, apparently, they've been watching it. My wife watched along with her. I don't get involved with this stuff because I don't spend the time watching it. The fact that your wife just watched TV is like, what? Well, yeah, because Charlie's interested in it. But... Charlie found out that our producer Kenny loves Survivor, so now she's looking for someone to share her fandom uh, with, and you know, I'm a little confused by this. Why do you want to talk with Kenny about Survivor? We're both super fans. Mm -hmm. Super fans? Charlie, I don't think Kenny wants to talk to an eight-year-old about Survivor. Trust me, I think he does. (laughs) Yeah, well, let me ask Kenny. Kenny, you don't want to, like, spend time with my kid talking about Survivor. I will talk to anybody about Survivor. <laughs> I'm, I'm dying to talk to anybody about Survivor. I would love to talk to Charlie about Survivor. You don't have to, really. No, it'd be my great pleasure. Welcome to Survivor Nation, Charlie Jane. <laughs> I don't think he does. I think he does. Well, what do you want to say to him? I want to ask him what he thought about Brandon being eliminated. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. I don't think you're supposed to talk about, that's called a spoiler. It's been on for almost a week. 
People should have watched it already. <laughs> no, I guess that is a theory about spoilers. Oh, she's right. Right. It, it, it's been a little while since it aired. Is that offensive to say that this soon? I think a true Survivor fan would have seen the episode by now. I'm with Charlie. Okay. Well, okay. I'll let you relay a message to Kenny. Go ahead. Hey, Kenny, call me on my dad's phone. No, no, don't, no, don't call me for that. We got a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. By the way, when am I going to get a phone so I can call Kenny? No, first of all, you're not getting a phone right now. There's no way. I was just asking. I'll ask Kenny for you, okay? See, she always she tries to sneak in. Years. Yeah, always tries to sneak in a question about her own phone, which she's not getting her own phone. Okay. But you know, he's got a girlfriend now. I know. You know that? Yeah. How the heck do you know that? I've been listening to your podcast. Are you kidding me? No. What's her name? I don't know her name, but I know she has blonde hair. How does Charlie get this information? She's good. She's good. I don't think we ever talked about that she has blonde hair. How do you know that? <laughs> do you think I will reveal my source on that one? <laughs> what do you mean? Who's your source? Her name rhymes with drama. Is it Mama? Mm-hmm. What, you didn't think I was going to figure that out? <laughs> All right, you got to go to bed. She gave too good of a clue, and then she great. was mad that I figured it out. It's like, I guess what? Did you send a picture of your girlfriend to Jess? No, but there's stuff on Instagram. Oh, so, so Jess probably saw it there. Looked it up? Oh, you posted something on Instagram. Yeah, there's pictures of Allison oh. and I on Instagram. Okay. Oh, up here comes a toothbrush. No more energy. Yeah, she's got a big toothbrush in her mouth. She's got the automatic Barbie one. She's got a toothbrush in her mouth. Look at that big tooth getting scrubbed. It's like a whale tooth. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> got to clean him so she could eat more candy the next day. It's the reset. So, uh, yeah, Kenny, you don't have to talk to her, but if you want to, I'll, I'll connect you guys for a conversation. I would be happy to right, talk to Charlie a, about Survivor. What a nice guy. I just don't want to encourage more reality TV consumption. This is where it starts, Jabo. Well, she keeps hanging out with her grandpa and grandma. She's going to be consuming some Survivor. Unbelievable. This is the world Get used in. to it. This is the TJ Show. Got invited to a wedding. How much money do you put in a card for a wedding? Um, I usually just buy something off their registry. What about you, Kenny? It depends on if I'm going by myself or if I have a guest, but usually like 150 bucks, like for me personally. Per plate? Yeah, for me. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I shot a little under that. I did 100 Oof, per cheapo. plate. What, that, that's not enough? 100 nah, per person? Yeah, that's, that's, probably, enough. that's probably reasonable. And I think I add the extra 50 if I'm there by myself, which is most weddings that I get invited to, <laughs> okay. at least up until recently. I saw that there were people filling out their cards at the table. <laughs> and I know that's a thing. They see how the wedding is, and then they make a decision on what they're going to give. Yeah, how's Which, the food? It's kind of rude, right? That's funny to me. I usually just do it in the car, but like I well, said, I usually, if it's, a, it's either a gift card or something off the registry. Yeah, we were filling ours at, well, I was driving. My wife, Jess, was filling out the card in the passenger seat. Yeah. And so she was doing all that, writing the nice little note. And then we get there, and where we are on the East Coast, it's a little chilly. And the first mm-hmm. part of the wedding was nipply. outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jess is wearing this really thin dress. Uh-oh. And so I do, what do you do in that situation, Kenny? I'm wearing a suit. What do you do? You offer your jacket like I a did. gentleman. I did. And she was so offended. She's like, first of all, I'm tougher than you are. <gasps> she was offended? <laughs> well, she has, she has I a- I mean, she's right, but still, I wouldn't be offended. She's got an ability to deal with suffering more than I do. <laughs> like, I don't like being cold. I hate it. I sleep in a jacket. Like, I sleep in a winter coat because my wife likes it so cold. So, but still, 
you know, all of her friends are watching. These are all people that she grew up with. I wanted them to see that I would hand my coat over to make their friend warmer. You still did the right thing, TJ. Well, yeah, so I did. did. I checked off the box. And then when she said, no, I don't want it, I was so relieved. It felt great. <laughs> You're like, good, because I'm like, cold. Oh. Yeah, I was freezing wearing a coat. I was like, what is it? But, you know, they keep the ceremony very short, which was which was pretty cool. Yeah. And a beautiful little ceremony. And then we all go inside. And we're all eating and talking. And I like that part of the wedding where you can talk. But then they turn the DJ stuff way up. And Yes, my favorite part. I'm not kidding. Almost everyone gets up out of their seat. Yes. And I'm in like the three percentile that is still sitting down. And I'm sitting there eating cake. Like at that point, they had cake and desserts. And I just try to avoid going on the dance floor. And I'm looking around. It's all old ladies and men. And Are you me. not a dancer? No, you think I know how to dance? I mean, take I don't know. You me. may have some sway no, in your hips. I don't it's know. It's very awkward when I go on a dance floor. And so I'm sitting there, and then I couldn't push it any longer. Finally, like one of the cool people who was drinking and dancing on the dance floor comes to find out if I'm okay. Like, <laughs> it looks so strange that I wouldn't go to the dance floor. He goes, he goes, hey, TJ, are you okay? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm doing great. Then my wife, like, sends somebody to get me which is so humiliating. So <laughs> now like I have to get up, otherwise I'm really not that fun. Right. And so I show up at the dance floor out of peer pressure and I start trying to move and it's so, it looks bad. Like my wife, she was a dancer. She used to tour and dance and um, it was just not a fit. So I did what I had to do to at least let everyone think, you know, I wasn't this horrible date. And then I go, I have to go to the bathroom, which is always an excuse to get out of everything. The perfect excuse. No one wants you to go to the bathroom in your pants. No. So I go and I, I use the bathroom. And when I get out, I'm not kidding. There's a little five-year-old kid who's holding a glowy wand. I guess they hand out glowy wands at the wedding. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, that glow sticks. And yeah, and she starts beating me on the legs <laughs> with the glowy sticks. And like people are laughing at me. Like I'm <laughs> I'm this big loser who just went in the bathroom. Where's this kid's parents? Like well, why I don't, is this kid doing this? I, I don't know like who was the parent, who wasn't the parent. I was like, hey, look at that. You're having a good time. And she keeps beating me in the legs with glowy sticks. And I'm like, oh yeah. And then it's just embarrassing for me because I'm like, what are you going to do? Like you can't, I wish my kid was here to like fight back on my <laughs> she behalf. She was trying to help you get, make your legs work. She was like, Mr. Can't Dance yeah, Guy. I just, I wish I had my five-year-old there who could then like take the battle over for me <laughs> and I could stop being humiliated. Yeah. I bet so. Somebody put her up to that. Be like, hey, you know that guy, TJ, who was dancing all funny? He's going to come out of the bathroom any minute. I did see someone do the fish thing where someone catches. My, oh, yeah. Like That's my a fun one. My friend Andrew got caught, and it was unbelievable. He knew what to do. Like, he got caught. The guy who caught him with the fishing pole, yeah. you know, the imaginary fishing pole, starts showing off his catch. Yeah. And then Andrew starts putting his hands up and showing off himself. And I'm like, that is so cool. I would never know how to do that. That's really impressive. Jabo, how was your weekend? Your husband Archie is in town, right? Right, and yeah. uh, you know you guys live apart because yeah. Archie is active in the U.S. military. Yes, and uh, and so he gets these breaks from time to time. Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for them because when he's here, when he's at home, life is a lot less stressful, and I don't realize that until he's here. Yeah, do you get sadder coming to work when he's home? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get, honestly, I get annoyed. I mean, I'm just going to be real, be 100 with yeah, you. I get annoyed. No, I, I know. I, I could so, imagine what you're feeling. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I want to be with my wife, Jess, all the time. And we live together all the time. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I just think you're so 
incredible in the way that you sacrifice and you're always, I mean, you're, you know, you're always in such a great mood and I know what's going on that you're not seeing him all the time and he's home right now. Yeah. I'm thankful though that he's home because for example, last night I had to jump in the shower and I was like, Oh man, I still got to make dinner and pack lunch for tomorrow. He's like, Oh, I got it. Nice. Whereas like when he's not here, my husband Archie isn't, isn't home. Isn't, it's another thing I got to do, an extra step I got to do. You know, uh, we woke up yesterday morning and he's like, oh, the cat threw up, our cat Apollo. He's like, oh, the cat threw up on the floor. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do that after I brush my teeth. And after, he's like, no, I got it. And it's just like, it's small things. You think it's something small when you're doing it, but when somebody else is doing it, you realize the amount of stress they relieve off of you. And some of those small things add up and they take up a lot of the day. And so I'm just thankful when he's around. I told him yesterday, I'm like, man, I don't know if I told you this since you've been here, but I am so happy that you're here. My life is a lot less stressful when you're here. And he's like, "Mm, it's only like the seventh time you told me that. And we like joked about that, but yeah, it's just great. (laughs) Well, I forgot to ask you about your cat, Apollo. (laughs) Does he hate it when... Archie is there because he doesn't get you to him all by himself anymore? He sort of kind of hates it because Apollo sleeps where on Archie's side of the bed. Mm. So when Archie's in bed, Apollo's like, oh man, why are you in my spot, dude? Yeah. However, he gets like twice the amount of attention. So he <laughs> loves when he's home also. So yeah, he can't have it both ways. No, if he, he wants all that, all that attention and scratching, does he lick? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He'll lick like he's a dog. Yeah. Kenny, how was your weekend? <laughs> my weekend uh, was great. The Jets won. I, I spent some time with my family. They needed help, so I went home to help them out with some chores and whatnot. My dad is a character and a half. We went out to breakfast, and somehow he was explaining to some guy at a table next to us how to use Google Translate. Oh, well, that was nice of him. Hey, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, you know, if you go on the Google, uh, it'll tell you how to pronounce whatever word you want to pronounce. It's, uh, it's the great. Google. You just got to go to the Google. I parents call it the Google. Yeah, well, yeah. He just found that out, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we, somehow the conversation of the word slancha came up, and that's an Irish cheers term, mm. you know, to health. They were pronouncing it wrong. He said, well, you don't have to worry about that. You Just go to Google. It'll tell you exactly how to pronounce it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I'm glad he's spreading the message about that. It's a very helpful he, app. He was so proud of himself, you yeah. know, that he had this piece of information. And I'm just like sitting with my head down at the table. That's great. Well, thank you for turning on the TJ Show today. We're so grateful to be here with you. This is the TJ Show. It is Monday, and I'm afraid to ask Kenny why you're wearing a suit today. Uh, Kenny is fully dressed up. Can you give me more information? Well, I am the newsreader for the TJ show, and I feel like I don't get enough respect the way I normally dress, and I thought maybe a suit could add to the respect that I deserve here reading the news for you. Jabo, are you feeling more respectful of Kenny today? I like your shoes. Thank you. Okay. Very now velvety, suede-like. Well, I guess it is hard to not take someone more seriously when they're wearing a suit. Yes. I mean, I'm still going to treat you the same. I, I felt like I always treat you with respect, though. Yes, producer Heather. I may have less respect because of the bow tie that he's wearing. But other than that, you look good. What's Kenny. wrong with a bow tie? <laughs> Kenny, you read through every story you can find in the world, and you bring us the most interesting ones. What's happening in the world today? Believe what I say in my bow tie. And it's Croctober, if you could believe it. It's finally here, the long-awaited, month-long celebration for the shoe brand Crocs. And Croc Nation has been waiting for a long time, and I am pleased to report that indeed the time has come. They are coming out with Croc Cowboy Boots. 
That's this, something I don't want to see out in the public. Like mock-ups are fine, but out in the public, crazy. But Jabo, this might be overdue. It, it seems very helpful if you're a cowboy mm-hmm. and you're walking around in dirt and you know doing things with horses. It'd be nice to have a rubber shoe that just repels all the wetness. No, you would want to have steel-toed boots, like or whatever cowboys cowboy boots. I don't want to wear Crocs. Like you first... step on a nail, it goes right through that that foam. This is the first version. Jabo, there's room for improvement. Let's just get the cowboy boot out there. And Jabo, the boots do have spurs. The Croc boots come with spurs. Look at that. So they are functional on the ranch as well as fashionable, of course. Kenny, what else do you have? We'll see if the cowboys like it. There's a new trend, a TikTok trend among Gen Zers, and ironically, it's about limiting time on social media. They're calling it monk mode, and it's closing in on 100 million views. What is monk mode? Well, the idea is to go monk, if you will. Like monks at a monastery are completely separated from the outside world. So this is Gen Z turning off their phones, limiting their screen time and social media use. I'm a fan. That's great. But it is interesting that this trend on TikTok has 100 million views when the whole thing (laughs) is about not going on social media. Hey, you got to start somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Maybe TikTok is the only platform they're using. First, people have to find out about it. Let's see if the trend numbers drop in the weeks to come, and then we'll know it's working. One 20-year-old college student said, when you delete it, you realize you don't need it. And (laughs) she realized that it was toxic to obsess over her best angle for her online selfie. Agreed. Yeah, I feel the same way. Now, some Gen Zers are quitting cold turkey, but others are using apps like Freedom for help. So Freedom allows users to put in time limits for how much they use their phone or student apps and it can lock down your phone completely once you reach that certain Mm. threshold yeah we need help to get out of our addictions of social media well some experts say that meta for instance employs hundreds of phds and behavioral scientists to make their apps more stimulating so having a hand in this like the freedom app or even apple's screen time program can be useful Kenny, what else do you have? Ahead of the University of Southern California football team's big win over Arizona on Saturday, Will Ferrell, the actor, was spotted DJing at a USC fraternity. He must make boatloads of money for that, right? (laughs) I don't know. I don't think he's going to get paid for that. He probably just did it because he thought it was fun. I didn't know how good he was going to be. There's like a video attached to that article, and I watched it, and I'm like, okay, well, I see you. Segway. He knows how to DJ. Yeah, he can, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't He's realize doing his that. Thing. Yeah, he was playing everything from Jay Z to Kanye, and then he was trying to get the crowd pumped up with the classic "Eye of the Tiger." But as far as whether or not he's getting paid to do this. I'm not so sure. Now, he's an alumnus of oh, USC. Okay. He graduated from there in 1990. It was also USC Family Weekend this weekend, and his son, Magnus, who's 19, is a freshman ah. at USC now. We don't know whether or not Magnus is a member of this fraternity where his father was DJing, but maybe, and we think that that might have something to do with it. That makes sense. Very cool. The guy's just got so much talent. He does. Yeah, he's a cool dude. He keeps surprising us, too. I didn't mm-hmm. know he DJed. Check out those videos on TikTok or any social media for that matter. There's plenty of them, and it's a lot of fun. He's reprising his role of Frank the Tank from old school. Nice. (laughs) Kenny, what else do you have? 
What do you do if you see a complete stranger's toddler throwing a tantrum in public? You walk away. Say, glad it's not me. (laughs) Facts. That's what I say. (laughs) Well, at a fall festival in Indiana, one mother was struggling with her three-year-old son. The mom could feel all the eyes of the people at the festival, Mm. you know, pretty much gazing at her as her son wouldn't calm down. That's when a 16-year-old named Michael stepped in. He was in line for an attraction with his friends hanging out. He decided to walk over to the mom and toddler, and and he said... Can I give your son this red panda that I just won at one of these carnival games? Completely calm the kid down hmm. and turned around their whole entire experience. See, much better way to handle it. And for a 16-year-old, that's pretty impressive because I'm a grown woman. I would have just walked away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, great. It's a reminder that there's still great moments happening. And you know, who doesn't want to keep their carnival toy? They're yeah. cheap overpriced (laughs) took you 50 tries to get a carnival toy also I'm sure that mom felt like man somebody sees me and they're not judging me when they see me yeah that's great it's beautiful Kenny what else do you have the Chicago Marathon took place yesterday and the men's world record has been shattered this coming off of the women's record being smashed just a few weeks ago at the Berlin Marathon congratulations to Kelvin Kiptum He is from Kenya. He finished the marathon in two hours and 35 seconds. That's incredible. Beast mode. The previous record was two hours, two minutes, and nine seconds. Kelvin is the first runner to ever record a time of less than two hours and one minute. Look at that. That's incredible. My legs hurt just thinking about it. Seriously. Not to mention, he finished about three and a half minutes ahead of everyone else in the field yesterday at the Chicago Marathon. He said, I knew I was coming for a course record, but a world record? I'm so happy. Hmm. A world record was not on my mind today, but I knew one day that I would be a record holder. What makes this even more amazing, this was only his third competitive marathon. Wow. World record holder in three races. You've been training for years and so many marathons, and yeah, that guy beat you. He's good. Kenny, what else do you have? Tom Robinson is a 24-year-old, and he's dreamed of being the youngest person to row across the Pacific Ocean. He got pretty close, but unfortunately, his dream did not come true, at least this time. Tom was in the last leg of his 15-month journey when he was rescued by a cruise ship after his boat capsized. He capsized about 100 miles off of the island Vanuatu, this is a small island nation that's east of Australia in New Zealand. He was trying to get to Australia, so it would have been about another month of rowing with no problems, and he would have made it to his final destination. They say he came across an unexpectedly large wave that caused his boat to capsize, and that set off his distress beacon. So thankfully, he had one of those. Yeah, That alerted his father, and then his father reached out to authorities. He's thanking the Australian, New Caledonia, Caledonian and Vanuatan authorities who all had important roles to play in his rescue and of course the captain of the Pacific Explorer the cruise ship which went very much out of its way to make the rescue I had a similar issue I was on a boogie board and I got slammed down by a wave and just hit the ground and I bounced off of it and it really hurt never boogie boarded again so hopefully he'll get back on uh, his boat. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's were a, you rescued? It's a stretch. Yeah, myself. I had to rescue myself. Did you wash up oh, on wow. shore, huh? It really hurt. Yeah, it really hurt. <laughs> I haven't boogie boarded since. It's really, it's scary. Who needs to boogie board? Yeah. It was fun until it wasn't anymore. Kenny, what else do you have? There's a big bed bug problem in France right now. Oh. The French government is stepping in as the country is growing anxious as they prepare for the Summer Olympic Games, which are only nine months away. 
You, what do you do? Who wants to go there? They're just being like overrun by bed bugs. Is that what's happening? The thing is, I think it's more of a panic than an actual problem. According to one official in the French government, there is no resurgence of cases. Huh. Telling reporters that the 37 cases reported in the bus and metro system and the dozen of others on trains proved unfounded, as did the viral videos on social media of these bedbugs supposedly burrowing into the seat of a train. Huh. So it seems there's a couple of things circulating around the internet that's causing a mass panic in the country when maybe the bedbug problem isn't any better or worse than it has been in the past. Yeah, 37 cases doesn't seem like this huge number when you're talking about a whole country. I mean, you have the Olympics coming up. They said nine months, but Paris Fashion Week was last week. So designers that flew out to Paris are flying back to their homes. That can be spread that way as well. So you're trying to cause hysteria here, yeah. Jaybo? No, I'm just saying that, you know, bedbugs <laughs> Are a thing, and it, we don't have to wait to the Olympics to possibly be affected by it. But, but listen to that, though. 37 ca- that's a very, I think, a fraction of like, you know, the whole country and everyone's experience. It's so small. So essentially, the government is holding these meetings. The prime minister is bringing together top officials, really, I think, just to put the country at ease because people are panicking. Okay. Look at the power of social media. You get yeah. one video mm-hmm. that's really creepy and makes your skin crawl. Millions of people see it, and all of a sudden the perception is, oh, there's this massive (laughs) bed bug problem. And it's just, it's strange. You know what they got to get? There's a bed bug dog that goes and searches for him. Mm -hmm. The beagle. Yeah, bring him to, you know the beagle, right? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Bring him to France. Yeah, yeah, I met him one time. Roscoe. Hopefully you didn't didn't need to use him, right? No, no. So it's a funny story. I used to hear this company that would advertise on the radio that they had Roscoe, the bed bug dog. And I wanted to meet him. So we asked if we could do an interview with Roscoe, and he That's came to fun. the radio station, and I got to meet him. And I was like, dude, look at you. You're Aww, such a superstar. Roscoe? He gave very awesome. thoughtful answers. Yeah, they need him in France. Kenny, thanks for keeping us somewhat informed. That's what's happening. 